We are still reeling a little bit after Monday's loss to the Dallas Mavericks as we get ready for tonight's game in Mexico City. But we had a list come out, and we love lists here. ESPN's 25 under 25 list. What it says about the Orlando Magic stars and what the Magic still need from their two young players. We'll get to that on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is or will be November 9th, 2023. My name is Phil Frostmanike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk all about stardom. Why the Orlando Magic's loss on Monday and, and really even their loss to the LA Clippers was about their young stars not quite ready to take control. We're going to rehash some of those topics and give you some numbers to kind of back this up and, and set the table for the season. Plus, why the, where the, where Paolo and Franz are at in the ESPN 25 under 25 list is actually okay for the most part. Mostly. We'll get to that. We'll also talk about keys to the game for the Orlando Magic's game against the Atlanta Hawks tonight in Mexico City. But before we do that, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us. Whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Don't forget, tonight, the Atlanta Magic are back in action against the Atlanta Hawks at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Catch every play of the Orlando Magic's hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Orlando Magic or search just magic and you'll probably find it. There are a lot of themes to this season. I want to lay that out right here. Um, there, there are a lot of topics. If you're an everyday listener, thank you for listening every day. If you're a regular listener, you're going to see me kind of go back to, to several themes throughout the season. And, and several several things are just going to kind of always hit. Um, there are things that I am just watching um, just as, as a point of how is this team going to grow? How is this team going to develop? How is this team going to get better? It is going to be over some progressions and 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 just gradual improvements, but there are things that we are trying to track. And ultimately, you know, it's important to understand what the end goals are for this season, which is obviously a, a spot in the playoffs, as well as what the ultimate end goal is, which is to see this team become a championship contender. You cannot, you know, there are steps along the process. It is a multi-year process. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in one season. Orlando is in a multi-year project here. You want to see the continued progress that, that we've seen over the last two years, especially. 
but it's going to be a couple years and there's going to be growing pains and, and, and heartache and frustration and a lot of big moves in the pro and along the way. So this year is one of those stepping stones. And, and one of the ways that we wanted to see this team take a step forward is, is, is we wanted to not only have the outlines of what a playoff team would look like, but we wanted to be able to kind of sh start shading in the interior. And undoubtedly, we here in Orlando, because we haven't had a star in a long time, no offense to Nikola Vucevic, who was a two-time All-Star here in Orlando, we understand as much as anyone and everyone around this league understands, you go as far as your stars take you. So the fact that everyone, you know, believes Franz Wagner can be an All-Star, can be a perennial All-Star, everyone believes Paolo Bancaro can be an anchor for the team. That is something truly exciting. That is something that this team has built a lot of its hope on and has kind of clearly said like, hey, this is what this team can ultimately be. We can see that path to stardom. We can see what is, or at least feels, very possible. But nights like Monday night are a reminder that they are not at that level yet. That they still have work to do and a lot to learn to get there. For as much as there's been a lot of talk and, and the Magic themselves put the blame on Monday night's loss to the Dallas Mavericks, again, 117 to 102, a lot of the Magic put the blame on that loss on the offense draining the defense. The Magic were missing shots. The team got frustrated. They stopped playing defense. They gave up their lead at halftime, 13-point lead at halftime. They fell behind, and, and, and they never quite got themselves all the way back. And that's fair. Bigger picture, that's the stuff that matters. Defense has to travel. Defense has to be your backbone. This is a defensive team. But that doesn't tell the whole story. Because despite all of that, despite how poorly the Magic played in the second half of that game, despite the ways that that team still struggled, they trailed by two with five and a half minutes to play. They still had a shot to win. And to me, this is a statement of two things. First, it is a statement that, yes, Paolo Bancaro is a player who soaks up a lot of attention. Who even just by touching the ball and being in the game is causing the defense to do things. And, and, and that is very much what stars do. It also tells me that the margin of error for this Magic team is much wider. They are good enough, they are talented enough to make mistakes and still have a chance to win, even against a pretty good team like Dallas. As I'm recording this, Dallas is losing to Toronto, so maybe we spoke too soon there, but Dallas is, what, uh, uh, what are they, 6-2? and two? Like, they're, they're playing really well to start the season. So the Magic can be competitive with these teams. They know that now. And, and that, you know, that we're not taking a moral victory here. I'm about to drop the ball on that here in a sec. But we know what this team is capable of doing. But Dallas went out and won the game. 
when you go back and look through the box score, when you look at the plays that were made in the critical moments with the Magic down by two, rallying to get back despite how poor their offense was, 75 offensive rating in the second half, Dallas closed the game on an 18-5 to run. That's why they won by 15. 16 of the final 18 points, including, if I'm not mistaken, the final 13, if not the final 11 for sure, were scored by Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. All but two of the Mavericks' final eight field goal attempts over those final five and a half minutes were taken by the star players. Obviously, the Magic got frustrated. The stakes compounded. Technical foul with three and a half minutes left with the Magic down by eight uh, from Jamal Mosley was kind of the nail in the coffin. The Magic were not coming coming back and, and, and Kyrie and Luka closed the door. Those are two perennial all-stars. Those are guys that know how to win and know how to play in big games. The Magic are not that team. I will give Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner credit They took four of the Magic's final eight shots. The team also had two turnovers in this critical run of play. Bancaro took three of those final eight shots and made only one of them, but it happened with 140 to play and the Magic down by 15. Mo Wagner and Cole Anthony, if I'm not mistaken, combined uh, for for the other four of those shots. Um, They each had two, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't have my, my box score right in front of me, but it tells you how... The Magic are a by-committee offense. They're not going to hide from that. But Luka and Kyrie went for the kill. Paolo and Franz especially. Franz just had a very quiet game, a little too aggressive on Saturday, not aggressive enough on, on Monday. They didn't. This is part of the learning process, though. You know, Franz, Franz joked after Saturday's game that he was too aggressive. A lot of his season is being used to figure out, okay, how do I get my own? His his field goal attempts and his usage rate are way up this year. It wasn't just Saturday's game. He is taking more shots, finally giving Magic fans everything they hoped for. His efficiency is predictably dropped, and he's still kind of learning when the right time for him to take a shot is. For the Magic, for the long term, those growing pains are fine this year, just like it was with Paolo last year when he was figuring out what a good shot and what a bad shot was. Those growing pains are fine. If the Magic struggles sometimes because of that, you'd rather them have the ball in their hands figuring that out than not. Similarly, Paolo's kind of had the opposite problem, where he's trying too hard to get others involved and not being aggressive at all, all the time attacking the basket. Look, Paolo's assists are way up. I think he's over five assists per game now. He had six assists on Monday against six turnovers. The, the duality of man there. And so this is, Monday's game is a perfect example of two stars seasoned at the height of their powers. And yes, Luka Doncic is still only 25 um, or 24, about to turn 25. These are Those are two stars who know exactly what they're doing and do it well compared to Paolo and Franz who are figuring it out. And that's the growth we're going to continue to see throughout the course of the season. So you're going to have to take some mistakes like Monday night. They're going to have to take some growing pains like Monday night, knowing that they will hopefully be a lot better when it matters in March and April 
and moving on down the road as the Magic continue to progress and grow as a team. Both Paolo and Franz are expected to be future stars. What does ESPN's 25 under 25 list have to say about it? We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, time for a quick word from our friends over at eBay Motors. Uh, Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lee to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. So whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. We're going to talk about one of our good friends. Maybe not a good friend. I think he's a good friend. I love the dude. Magic fans may not. Bismack Biombo. He just signed with the Memphis Grizzlies. And with Xavier Tillman now dealing with knee soreness, Biombo could keep getting starts and bring boards and blocks to your fantasy team. It's not always just about scoring, folks. The Grizzlies are short on bigs right now with Steven Adams and uh, Brandon Clark out. Now Xavier Tillman's out. Bismack Biombo's going to get plenty of time. And look, say what you want about Biz and his offense. That dude is a gamer. He will make an impact on the glass and on the board on the boards as well. Bismack Biombo is definitely someone to take a look at. If you don't like him, I know Magic fans love Jordan Hawkins. Also on our list here from Josh Lloyd. He should keep his starting role with the Pelicans while they deal with their injuries. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player bringing a perfect or being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. Whether you're a do-it-yourselfer, whether you just need the right part to make your vehicle work, uh, eBay Motors is the place to go to get what you need to help your vehicle ride smoothly. With more than 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your car needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. And burning rubber actually might be a problem. Uh, so you, you can go to eBay Motors to get that repla- replaced too. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Typically, not one to get very worked up uh, about about these lists and, and, and about the, the kind of lists that that come out. You know, it, everyone has opinions. I make my own list sometimes. Why is one person's opinion better than another? I don't know. Uh, all I know is that the Athletic know what they're doing. They rank the Magic City Edition jersey fourth in the league. They love that the Stars back. I love that the Stars back. I, I don't hate the City Edition jerseys jerseys at all. Um, you know, I think the kingdom on the rise thing is a little convoluted, but that's not what we're talking about today. Um, we're talking about lists. ESPN earlier this week came out with their 25 under 25. Essentially, they got all their NBA staff together and voted on the top 25 players under 25 years old. And, you know, I saw this list get circulated around Magic fans a little bit once I was finally able to get into it and look at it. You know, I thought there were some 
interesting things there. But here's where the magic stand. Uh, again, subscription required. Go check out the whole list. Franz Wagner came in at number 16. Paolo Bancaro came at number 14. Hardly the best young stars in the league. Hardly like guys that are, you know, clearly the upper echelon of the league. Now, I will say that I actually think this ranking is fair. Uh, both Franz and Paolo uh, come in at the level where everyone agrees they are future stars. And, and so that's what matters. I will note too, and I thought this was really important. Uh, I, I would note too that only Victor Wembenyama is younger and ranked higher than Paolo Bancaro. I believe Victor came in at number 10. So they, they slowed down the Wembenyama hype, which is crazy for, um, for, for ESPN. And only Wembenyama, Paolo, Cade Cunningham, and Chet Holmgren are ranked higher and are younger than Franz Wagner. There's a few that are a couple days older than Franz, but fits fits the deal. To me, what this says, and, and look, there are, are things to quibble with with the list. Is this a projection? Is this a present thing? I don't know. Scotty Barnes was ranked 15th between Paolo and Franz, which Scotty Barnes had a really nice start to the season. His sophomore year was, was not anywhere near the level of his rookie of the year campaign. His rookie of the year campaign was on kind of thin ice anyways. Um, not that he didn't deserve it, definitely deserving of it, but I, I would have voted for Evan Mobley personally that, that season. Um, we could quibble about where guys are in the rankings, but Paolo and Franz feel very much more established than some players ranked around them. Cade Cunningham's a very, very good player, but he's coming off an injury and still getting himself into the swing of things. So I, I don't know what the basis of their list, list is. We could argue where guys should go till the, till the cows come home. But I do think it is important to note that, A, for their age, Franz and Paolo are ranked very highly, that there are not many players that are of the same age that are ranked ahead of them. Like, I think Luca came in at number one. You expect that. He's 25. He is older than everybody. Um, the top of the list is filled with older players or players that are about to graduate off this list. And so to me... You know, Franz is what, 21, 22, Paolo's 20. They're at the beginnings of this list. So yes, they're going to be ranked a little bit lower. And they've established something about themselves that that I think should probably merit them being ranked a, a little bit higher than they were. But ultimately, the write-ups all said, these two guys are future stars. And so maybe they're the cutoff right now because they're so young of being future stars, but they are all seen as future stars. And that's what matters. You know, that's, that's, that's the part that I care about. And that's the part that when I saw this, I was like, okay, you know, there's some older players that are much more established, a few more years under their belt. They're going to graduate off this list. And, and Paolo and Franz are very clearly going to rise up this list. Like I said, only one player on the list is younger than Paolo. I, only one player ahead of Paolo is younger than him. And really only four or five players are ahead of Franz are younger than Franz. These are players that are going to be major factors in the league moving forward. That's, that's what that tells me. Their time is not now. Like I said, their time right now is about developing and learning how to be stars, how to, how to carry and, and manage this magic team. 
to, to be the, the, the leaders that this group needs. That's where we're at. And again, this magic season is very much about that growth and development. It's very much about seeing this team mature and grow and get better on that front. Um, it is going to be a process. There are going to be mistakes. There are go- There is going to be trouble and problems throughout the course of it. There are going to be times when they look brilliant, like Paolo did against Utah, and times where it's going to look rough, like it did Monday against Dallas. And the point is to learn and, and grow from these things and, and, and to get better. You know, everyone has to go through these reps. And you're willing to stomach some mistakes to let them get through these reps and understand what they have to do. That's the level and that's the stage the Magic are at right now. And so, I'm fine with where these guys ended up on this list. Like, they still have a lot to prove and a lot that they have to get better at um, to be among the creme creme de la creme, the, the top players in this league. And we'll see if they can get there. You know, obviously, Franz coming to the end of his rookie contract. That's that. That is a big milestone because all of a sudden, you're being paid like the star that you are instead of on a rookie deal. You're expected to be a veteran, and you know, honestly, the Magic could put a lot of leadership responsibility on these two young players. So, there's a lot for them to learn. You know, one thing that I think you could say about uh, Luca and and Kyrie and the Mavericks, they were down by 15. They never blinked. They just kept doing what they're doing. You know, they 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 switched their defense up. They they made some adjustments on that end, but they never really stopped doing what they're doing. They never really changed who they are. The magic couldn't, you know, they said it after the game. We got to stick to what, what works. The magic and their leaders don't know how to just be that drumbeat. And there are definitely times and, and definitely a, a moment where the Magic need a star to just be, be their balance, to be their, be their constant, to be, you know, just to get them a shot to slow a rundown, to, to, to relieve, relieve that pressure. The Magic never really relieved that pressure valve uh, on Monday. And that's one of the biggest things that this team has to learn how to do. Just plain and simple, one of the biggest things this team has to be able to do. They'll get another shot at that. We'll talk a little bit more about the Magic's game against the Atlanta Hawks on Thursday. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. I mean, about half hour every day, Monday through Friday. We talk about a lot of fun stuff. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts, who sits. And I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today I want to chat our chat to be a little bit more personal. I just learned that you could get a one-year supply of important medications. You realize what that means. That means bringing on extended travel, bringing on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. It means being ready. You're covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your prescriptions this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace, quote, I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. 
Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. The Atlanta Magic are back in action tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, we did a long podcast, about an hour-long podcast um, on that yesterday with Brad Rowland of Locked on Hawks. I would highly suggest that, that after you're done listening to us or pause us now, go back and listen to that, and then come back to this convert back, back to this part of our conversation. Um, go back and listen to it. It's going to be real helpful for, for this big game and, and really for, uh, for a lot of things. Um, you know, this is... You know, we talked about this yesterday. This is really a battle of contrasts and, 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 and a clash of contrasts here. The Atlanta Hawks are a heavy, heavy offensive team. One of the best offenses in the league. 117.8 points per 100 possessions. The Magic are one of the best defenses in the league. Still fourth in the league in defensive rating. 105.6 points per 100 possessions. Who is going to win out? Um, I know I highlighted this early in the week. The Orlando Magic so far this season have faced now two teams inside. Or, oh, that's defense. Sorry, let me let me let me change that. Apologize, apologize for that. So far this season, the Orlando Magic have faced only two teams inside the top ten in offensive rating, and those two teams were the two worst games of the season: the one eighteen one hundred two loss to the Dallas Mavericks, second in the league in offensive rating at one hundred nineteen point seven points per one hundred possessions, and the one eighteen one hundred two loss to the LA Clippers. Clippers are ninth in the league with a 114.7 offensive rating. Obviously, their team is very different now with James Harden in the lineup after the big trade last week. This is a Magic team that still has to prove itself a little bit defensively. Um, you know, I, I do think the defense is real. I'm gonna, I'm going to continue to stipulate that. I think the Magic are one of the best defensive teams in the league, um, and and I think that they play really really strong defense. What we see from them is the propensity to give up big scoring runs to stars. Um, we still see some of the immaturity and youth where they will, I don't want to say let go of the rope, but yet, you know, not certainly not to the extent Monday happened, but their defense will go through some spells where they're giving up some points and where they have to kind of keep pace a little bit. Um, that's going to be the challenge against Atlanta. Uh, this game, you know, we talked about this on yesterday's show. This game tonight is all about pace. And, and I want to talk a little bit about pace. Um, you know, as we mentioned yesterday, pace is not the pace number you see on the NBA stats site, although that is a big, a big teller in this matchup. Pace, pace when coaches talk about it is the speed at which teams execute their offense. It, it, it's really, you know, I mentioned that I, I kind of differentiated between pace and tempo. This game tonight against the Hawks is about tempo. The Orlando Magic come into the game ranked 21st in the league in pace, 99.79 possessions per 48 minutes. Magic are comfortable playing at a slower pace. Their defense wants to wants to drain the shot clock a little bit. They are looking to get steals and deflections, get out in transition when they can, but this is not a team that gets out in transition. They want to make you execute in the half court. In fact, the Magic are one of the best teams in transition this season defensively, not offensively, defensively. The Atlanta Hawks, on the other hand, are third in the league in pace. 103 and a half possessions for 48 minutes. This is a team that wants to get up and down, 
wants to score as many points as possible, get as many possessions as possible so that, you know, they could get up a bunch of threes. They can pick and roll you to death. They're going to find a crease and they're going to get into their offense as quickly as they can to maximize their possessions because, you know, their defense isn't the strongest. They feel they can outscore you a little bit. That's probably a little too crude, but that's the truth. The key to this game is going to be fast breaks. Orlando gives up the second fewest fast break points per game in the league at 11 per game. The Magic are a decent, uh, the Atlanta Hawks, whoa, the Atlanta Hawks are, I'm um, sorry, excuse me, uh, fifth in the league at 19.1 fast break points per game. So, you know, despite Orlando turning the ball over a little bit, Orlando's only 25th at 11.3. So this is not a team that gets out in transition as much as they want to talk about pace and playing faster. Um, this game is going to come down to tempo. Who is controlling the pace of the game? Who is who is in charge of how fast or how slow teams are playing? The Magic are not afraid to speed things up and get up and down the court. Even though they're not a big transition team, they will play fast. They will try and get transition opportunities. But they want it on their terms. If the two teams are ping-ponging back and forth and taking quick shots, Atlanta's going to win. If Orlando is able to get the Hawks to shoot, shoot contested shots, get deflections, uh, you know, disrupt their flow and rhythm, and then secure out re- rebounds, Orlando is going to win. Orlando has a very good shot at winning. The Magic have to figure out how to score consistently, and obviously they have to shoot. Altitude is going to be a factor. Obviously, everyone at practice um, today and the media availabilities spoke about the altitude, especially early on in the game. Altitude is going to play a factor as, as everyone gets adjusted to uh, the breathing conditions inside in, in Mexico City, it is not easy to do. It is not an easy thing. Um, Mexico City is, is a higher altitude than Denver. Uh, so there is definitely a concern for both teams about how you handle the alt- altitude and how you handle everything else. The Magic may also get some reinforcements. Markel Fultz went through practice, and depending on how he goes through treatment on Wednesday night and into Thursday morning, he seems like he is set to return. Gary Harris is out. Jonathan Isaac also appears to be probable to play um, as well. So his return will certainly be welcome to give the Magic another defensive uh, presence on the interior. Another guy who can gobble up pick and rolls because Atlanta is going to pick and roll this Magic team to death and really test the Magic's uh, on-ball defense and transition and and pick and roll defense. That's going to be the big story of this game. And honestly, like I bring it up because I like these podcasts to be at least a little bit evergreen. Um, Piece of play, tempo, all these things, that's going to be a story throughout the season. Um, you know, Dallas controlled the tempo of that game on Monday. Like, you know, they, they're not a particularly fast or high possession team either, but they controlled the tempo. They were the ones dictating how fast or how slow things moved. Uh, Orlando was chasing it a little bit, and especially in that second half. That's what ha- the Magic have to avoid more often than not. When they're in control, and look, Markel Fultz is great at controlling tempo, having him back in the lineup is going to be a big, big, big boost for this team. Um, on that front, like Wendell Carter is great at kind of calming everyone down. I, I think Joe Ingles, I know I know, Magic fans are a little disappointed with his shooting and scoring output, but Joe Ingles has done a really good job like orchestrating and directing that second unit. Um, you know, watch, watch Joe, you know, watch Joe Ingles play the decisions and the passing he makes. It's not just about the shooting with him, and it never really was. They they like his passing a lot too. Um, he sets up uh, Cole Anthony for a lot of stuff and and a lot of interesting things, and Bo Wagner for a lot of interesting things 
as well. Um, that's my take on that for now. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that, that develops. But tempo and pace are, are going to be major factors for the Magic all season long. They want to play a more measured pace, I would say. They, they, want, they want possessions down. They want fewer possessions um, because that benefits them because it, make, needs, it makes needs you have to score on their defense. That, you know, you get few cracks at their defense and their defense is tough to crack. That puts pressure back on the offense. A lot of good defensive teams tend to play at a lower possession, at a lower possession count. The Magic are certainly one of those teams, and, and, and that's going to be a big factor heading into this game. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google, Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them listen on podcasts to your podcast enable listening device for lace on the Orlando magic be sure to check out orlando magic daily.com you can find us there on twitter at o magic daily follow us during the game for live updates as well also be sure to check out my patreon page uh, the orlando magic hub patreon.com slash orlando magic hub lots of extra content on there in addition to what i do at orlando magic daily uh plus exclusive videos breaking down uh magic tape and and and, and pointing out some things as well we have a Discord page as well, as well, and I'm always open to suggestions for what you would like to see added to the page. Please, uh, please, please uh, let me know what you want want from me. That's what I'm. That's what I'm here to do as well. Again, you can check that out at Patreon.com/slash Orlando Magic Hub. And thank you as always for your support. Don't forget to check out tonight's game. Every play of the Orlando Magic's home broadcast is on SiriusXM. Go to the SiriusXM app and search for Magic to hear Jake Chapman's call of the Orlando Magic's game against the Atlanta Hawks. Again, that is a 9.30 p.m. Eastern time tip-off. Not going to have enough time to watch Loki before the Magic game starts. The Marvels is short enough. I'm, 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 I, may, I may sneak out and watch that before before the game. But but um, after, you'll have to wait till after the game to watch the finale of Loki. I'm sorry. Um, but that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This has been Phil Rossman-Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode.